0: Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you again. And it's uh, it's about that time. I always, uh, sometimes when I get on the road, I come up with, uh, you know, some things that that the Lord dropped in my heart. Or, you know, I was thinking about a certain uh, subject or something like that. And, and so I end up uh, maybe preaching a little bit of it. But today I was thinking um, about a subject that came to my mind. And I'll entitle this, I'm saved, now what? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy, your kindness today. Lord, you've been so good to us. We thank you for the many blessings that you have for us right now. Lord, let this word go out father god and touch the hearts of those who listen to it and lord god that it will not return unto you void but it will accomplish that which you please father i thank you for your anointing holy spirit i can't do it without you speak through me this day to be a blessing to those who hear this message anoint their ears to hear and my mouth to speak in jesus name amen so i was thinking about um this subject i'm saved now what and so um when you when you receive jesus as your lord and savior right um you're born again and sometimes you know we don't take time out to really explain what that means you know when we say well i'm saved well yeah i'm saved i'm saved from hell i'm saved from god's wrath uh because here's the deal jesus died for our sins jesus died for um the sins of every person that ever walked on this earth he died for the sins of everyone who um no matter what you tried (laughs) you still managed to screw it up he died for all of our sins it doesn't matter how good you were or how bad you were he simply died for our sins and the Bible says in John 3 16 for God loved this world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and so God sent the son into the world uh, not to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved so the whole point of this is Jesus came to take our place um, And and that we wouldn't have to suffer God's wrath. You know, Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when they sinned and disobeyed God and God told them every tree in this garden you can eat of except this tree here, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, You can't eat from this tree. And when Satan tempted them in the form of a snake and they ate off that tree, that was disaster. I mean, that was a problem. And so that caused a a separation from God. And so mankind began to die on that very day. And that rift has been between man and God uh, for hundreds and for thousands of years until God sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And he became that bridge. So when he got on that cross, right, that cross, not only does it stretch vertically but it also stretches horizontally and so what it managed to do it healed a rift between man and God and so Jesus was the go-between to mend that rift and so now uh, he was the firstborn from the dead the Bible says that when he got up he got up with all power in his hands When the Holy Spirit quickened his body and raised him from the dead, he defeated death, hell, and the devil. And so the Bible talks about how at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. It's because of what he did. It's because he came and took our place. He took God's wrath on himself. And as a result of that, anyone who accepts him as their Lord and Savior, you're free from God's wrath. So it's not about your perfection, about how well you lived your life. It's about whether or not you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So then once you do that, and once you've done that, right, then you need to know, okay, so what else do I do? I'm saved. Now what? Well, the first thing you do is get in a good Bible-believing church. Where the pastor can teach and mentor you and and teach you the word of God, you know, so you can learn structure so you can learn how to discipline yourself, how to discipline your flesh, how to renew your mind. Right. It's more to getting saved than just, uh, you know, you accept Jesus and then that's it. You, you don't want that to be it. What you want to do is you want to renew your mind because see, your mind is still messed up with the things of this world. You still you still think the same way. You don't think like God thinks. When you first get saved, you still think the same world. We call it a stinking thinking. It's uh, it's a culture that's against the Word of God, and so your mind is still uh, uh, still against the Word of God. You know, so you have to learn. You have to be taught. Right? Peter said, desire the sincere milk of the Word that you can grow thereby so it's just like a baby when you're born again spiritually it's sort of like a a regular natural birth you're born a baby and then you eat and you grow right and then all while you're eating and you're growing you're learning because your mother and your father they're teaching you or whoever raised you they're teaching you about the cultures of this new place that you're in you just came into this world And now you're in this new place as a baby and you don't know anything. So everything you learn, you have to learn it from someone. Well, guess what? Being born again is the same way. You have to learn. You learn it from your pastor. You learn it from the teachers around you, the men and women of God who are teaching the word of God. They learn, you learn, and then you begin to learn how to read just like you do when you're a little boy, little girl, you learn how to read on your own. Well, guess what? You begin to learn how to read the Bible on your own and then you start, you know, um, hearing the voice of God uh, as you as the Bible is being read. As you're reading the Bible, you begin to, you know, all of a sudden um, it, it makes sense to you. It's starting to make sense to you. And so the big thing is you want to get in the word, but you want to read New Testament realities. So, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John is a really good place to start, obviously, because it talks about the life of Jesus. That's still not really it's they say New Testament. But the truth is, that's more of a transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament because Jesus came right and he hadn't died yet. And So really everything after the death of Jesus is really considered New Testament because it's everything after he died and and he rose again. And then that's the premise for Christianity, is that Jesus is the only one who's ever died and then rose again. Uh, No other religion can claim that, you know, they all had great men. They all had prophets, people like that, but never have they had one who was the son of God who died for our sins and then he came back to life. And he's alive and he's still living forevermore. So they haven't had that happen. But it's happened in Christianity. And so as you're reading the word of God, you learn the voice of God. You know, you begin to hear God. And when you read the word, you can just hear in your spirit. You know you're not a you're not the same person anymore. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It's not that, you know, all of your, the, the way you thought, and all these other things have passed away, or, you know, the way you did all these little bad behaviors you had, they passed away. No, that's not it. But spiritually, the old you that used to be under the command and control of Satan, that was under the dictates of this world, the old you has passed away. Now you are part of the body of Christ. And so you're saved because of what Jesus did and you accepted what he did. And you put faith in what he did by accepting him as your Lord and savior. And so you get credit for what he did. And so all the people in the world who will stand and face the wrath of God one day. The Bible talks about the great white throne judgment where every person shall give an account of all their deeds. You, as a uh, Christian, you won't stand in that judgment. You won't stand in the wrath of God's judgment because God poured out his wrath on Jesus, right? And you accepted Jesus, so you get credit, so you don't have to stand and face the wrath of God. Because we've been forgiven. And when he looks at us, he sees his, he sees his son Jesus. He sees that a magnificent sacrifice that he did, his substitution, uh, his substitutionary uh, actions where he took our place, right? He became the, the spotless lamb, right? But when he comes back, he's not going to be the lamb of God, he's going to be the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's coming back with all power. He's coming back wrapped in his glory. He's coming back full of faith and power. When he comes back, he's coming back to judge this world. And so that's that's where we are. So when I get saved, yeah, I got some things I need to do. And one of the really, the, the, the big reason you need to get into that word is to renew your mind is because your mind needs to be changed. I remember uh, when I joined the military, the United States Army, you know, I served for 22 years, I thought like just regular people, my thought process was just like any other uh, kid out of the hood, I was from the hood, so my thought process was just like that, you know, where I um, I thought I, you know, my, my things I did, actions I took, they were um you know that's what I was raised that's how you know I grew up you know all the cussing and all that kind of stuff I wasn't taught that but I that's what I used to do you know and so uh, all these things are still a part of me and I hadn't developed uh trust in God I didn't know how to trust God so as I grew up in the Lord I began to learn these things you know learning how to how to trust God, learning how to use the word of God, um, to trust God and to, uh, to be a blessing. Uh, I, you know, you learn how to hear God and recognize his voice. And so all these things, um, you learn as a child of God. And it's just like, you know, when you grow up as a little child and you learn these things, you learn how to obey your mother and your father, or the people who raised you. You learn how to uh, act properly. Wherever you go, there's a, a certain way you act. Um, I mean, you learn all these things as a Christian. You learn all these things as well. So, um, you know, that that's one of the, that's one of the things with renewing your mind. So the Bible says that be not that you shouldn't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so God does not want you depending on the world system to uh, be successful he wants you to depend on him and so you learn how to do that so I'm saved now what well I just found out that when I get saved I still need to renew my mind because really as I renew my mind then You know, all these behaviors that I used to have when I wasn't saved, you know, the things, the tendencies I had, all the things that, you know, that you like while you were a sinner, all those things are still in your flesh. But as you renew your mind, you're able to put your flesh under subjection. And I'll talk more about things like that next time. But you'll be able to not let your flesh control you. But you control your flesh so in other words you won't be yielding to all these different temptations and all these bad things that you used to do you know whereas before if you used to fornicate you know you're going to be tempted to fornicate but because you know it's wrong and jesus dwells in you right that gives you strength to not do that anymore you know and to be able to wait until one day you get a wife or you get a husband and then you get married. So, these are things that that you will learn as you grow. As you grow in God, as you grow in faith, as you grow in the word. Um, these are things that you will certainly learn. So, when you get saved, that's why we want you in a good Bible-believing church. Because they're going to set you up to be successful. And you won't have to worry about, you know, being a, being a greasy grace Christian where you have no control over things that you do. Um, So anyway, brothers and sisters, I will say this, um, that I hope you have a blessed and a wonderful day today. Um, and I hope you got something out of this message. This is Brother Leonard. And I just pray that the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be with you this day. And that you be blessed in everything that you do. That the blessings of the Lord that make it rich and no sorrow be multiplied in your lives today. And that God's supernatural power would strengthen you. In every situation that you're in today. And to God be the glory for the things that he has done. Amen. Have a blessed day.